You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Swing, high fly ball! Built to right center, and the Braves have won it! There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. A walk-off homer from Freeman, and the Braves win it! Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. We're coming to you live. Well, not live by the time you're hearing it because this is pre-recorded. But, hey, we're live right now as far as us here in person in the 1957 conference room uh, in the offices at Truist Park. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves digital media content manager, sitting here at the table with my buddy and co-pilot, uh, director of Braves alumni relations, Greg McMichael. And, uh, Greg, we got a recurring guest on with us today, good buddy of ours, Greg. Uh, guy that I basically love to give a hard time to every day, and he loves to give it back, uh, Mark Bowman from MLB.com. Of course, you see his articles every day on Braves.com, and you follow him on Twitter, at MLB Bowman. Uh, and we're just, uh, fancy this, for the for the Braves podcast, we're just talking baseball today with Bo. So it's always good to have him on, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we get some insights into the team. And, of course, you know, he eats, sleeps, and breathes uh, Braves baseball. And he's talking to Snit. You know, we don't have access to go down there like he does and and uh on the zoom calls i guess they do now but uh, it's great to hear his perspective on what's going on and, and then he you know he remembers way back all the the um team stuff from back in 2000s and yeah. comparing teams and all that good stuff so i i like talking with Bo and and uh, it's great to be able to have him on each week yeah it's, or each month yeah it's he's been the the braves beat writer for mlb.com since uh 2001 but he's been with the braves he was actually if you go way back to the first time we had him on behind the braves a couple of years ago he talked about how his first job in baseball was as a trainee with the braves in 96 so corporate he, partners or was I he in think, ticket sales i think at first he was like customer service mm. and then corporate partners so so going back he was his first job down here with the braves was at atlanta fulton county Stadium, nice. so he's seen seen a lot with uh, with the Braves in various roles, but for the most part, as a beat writer for the last twenty years. Actually, I meant I meant to bring this up with him while he was here. He and I were just talking about this the other day. Of course, we it's pretty incredible. My hats off to the game entertainment folks here with the Braves. Last weekend, the twentieth anniversary of uh, September eleventh, two thousand one, the pregame ceremony that they had here was it was just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were here, then you know what I'm talking about. But it was really really amazing, and so it got me to thinking you know i've known bo all these years now but i'd never asked him this question i was like well he's covered the team since 2001 and of course the braves and mets played the infamous first first professional sporting event in new york after 9 11 uh which the mets went on to win which you've heard guys like chipper and others say you know it's the one game in their career that didn't mind they're okay losing mm-hmm. um and i said were you there at that game he goes yeah i was there and that was my first ever road trip on the job wow and he's like yeah he said yeah they i think they uh, he and the other beat writers at the time i think were on the team charter they had a three-game series in philly uh, before that and then they took the train from philly to new york and i said what was that like that night and he just said basically unlike anything mm-hmm. else ever which uh, that had to have been oh my pretty gosh, amazing yeah. so at some point on we'll 
Bo is going to be a regular on here, so yeah. we'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, but. I will say this. I, w- I want to give a shout-out to Gaylord Perry. Yep. It's his birthday today. Yep. So um, I had a few guys uh, put some messages together, some video messages. We sent it to him. He's uh, recovering from COVID, and then, um, you know, he wasn't able to make it to Cooperstown this year. But he's obviously one of our uh, alumni that are in the uh, MLB Hall of Fame. So a uh, great guy, and uh, just wish him well on his birthday birthday and speedy recovery so a little shout out to gaylord i think he's what 83 today mm. if i'm not mistaken i think so there's there's if i'm not mistaken i swear i think that was it was gaylord perry it's a video i remember seeing it as a kid and it was like all right i'm gonna date myself a little bit here but this was an old vhs tape and it was like the not so great moments of sports hosted by tim mccarver and i think it was on that tape there was one little section where it was gaylord perry just explaining all of the different ways that he would lather up the yeah, ball and how the he would do ball. The that's right ball. it was legal back then yeah just going just right down the line just talking to every bit about every <laughs> single little trick he had in his book and i was so fast by that as a kid i'm like wow he does all that to the baseball it's yeah. amazing um so that's cool that we have him as part of our mm-hmm. Braves alumni here yep. um hall of famer and all-time great also rick kranitz's uh, birthday today very Braves nice pitching coach so yeah big day for Braves birthdays yeah today love it and yesterday was mark bowman's birthday so Man, they're all all the good ones are grouped together they're all all the oh yeah all the hall of famers are uh all grouped together here in mid-september and my mom was two days ago so there you go all the greats all right all the greats all right well without further ado uh let's get into it here really fun discussion with our pal mark bowman Well, Bo, no sense in uh, beating around the bush here. Let's dive right in. Um, I love Maryland laying seven and a half wow. against Illinois wow. this weekend. I yeah. think that- <laughs> that's great. That's great. Uh, uh, Who'd UMBC have this week? Uh, no, I, I don't, well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you finish your, your Maryland laying seven and a half. No, oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. I was yeah. drawing a blank because I was looking up the number of national championships won by <laughs> University of Dayton. <laughs> that empty air you heard me you heard was me wow. reading all of them so you know. yeah starting it off wow. for, for those good. of you listening out there this is the kind of thing that goes on every single day in the yeah. press box bowman gives me a hard time about umbc beating virginia which by the way was the start of virginia's national championship run no big yeah. deal and then i remind him that we're still waiting on dayton to play in march madness of 2020 so you know i thought it was no. football season it is fo- and, and you know we're on the same team this week we this are is on virginia, the same team. this yeah, is virginia tech hate week that's true uh, so, you know, so. Bo, Bo is a big West Virginia football fan, yeah. too. So we we are yeah. on the same page. They look good the first week. What happened last week? <laughs> well, actually, they looked good last week. But the, the West Virginia did not look. They could beat by Maryland the first week. That's where I, he went with mm. the whole Maryland. <laughs> I swear to God, I did. Uh-huh. I'd, 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 uh-huh. I, well, first of all, let me preface this. That was a close game. For, <laughs> yeah. This is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I looked up the lines and yeah. saw that, and I was like, I, I don't think Illinois is very good this year. So that was a coincidence. Though. Oh, okay. Well, I thought. Well, that's a happy question. Yeah. 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 And then they played Long Island, I guess they said university, but it did look more like a high school team. It was (laughs) the Ducks. It was the worst team I think they ever visited. Long Island Ducks. Long Island Ducks. Yeah. 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 I think Rocker was their quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you go. 
There you go. Uh, well, Mark Bowman, first of all, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Oh, you hid that from uh, all of us for a long time, and then I don't know how Kevin or somebody, Kevin McAlpin, somebody's discovered it within the last couple of years. So yeah, we now yeah. know it. It's, yeah. it's on our all of our calendar. Yeah. You, don't like, you don't like celebrating birthdays? <laughs> I mean, it, it is fine. <laughs> it just I like you know, I like Ke- we all know Kevin's. It, Kevin's is a good joke because the the, the thing is, you, you say remind people that Kevin gets excited every year to, because he he finds out that his birthday once again fell on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, my birthday same day as Cinco de Mayo again. <laughs> well, I guess we'll talk a little Braves here since we're all here. And all right. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're not... I don't like... While I don't believe in jinxes, at the same time, I don't like talking about postseason stuff before we've actually clinched a postseason berth. But in the interest of, uh, of of discussion here, I think I do want to talk a little bit about postseason and where, where we're headed. I want to talk about your thoughts on rotation, lineup, all that kind of stuff. Before we get into the specifics, I am curious. This season is... It's unlike any other that I've experienced. How would you characterize this season? This is this is kind of it's been kind of a bizarre season in a lot of it's ways. It's certainly unlike any I remember. I mean, you think about 2004, you were still even when they strolled at the beginning, you were still expecting it to to happen eventually, just because it had happened whatever 11, 12 times before that, um, and it was still pretty good. This team, the, the, the biggest difference with this team is it has been rebuilt a couple times mm-hmm. here throughout the season. You know, you you try to account for Travis Darno's injury, and that was a big, you know, th- for him to be out for three-plus months, that, that was a big loss. Sure. And then, obviously, you lose, um, you know, well, you, you had planned on Soroka throughout the year, so you're, you're trying to mix and match in that rotation, and then all of a sudden with the Acuna injury, Alex deserves – you know, I know. It, 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 I'm underselling it by saying he deserves a lot of credit, but it, it's really remarkable oh what gosh. he did. Well, you're not even mentioning Ozuna. Oh, Ozuna, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. lost Ozuna, yeah. That's exactly oh my gosh. right. Yeah. You know, I the, mean, the, that guy was your RBI leader last year. What Duvall's doing this year, Ozuna did last year. Yeah, yeah. And he was your four hole hitter. I mean, my gosh, yeah. I mean, Alex, I don't. I guess people are talking about it, but I mean, he's he's done just an, an amazing job, and I, I don't think he's gotten enough credit. I mean, if he's not Executive of the Year, I don't know what in the world. Yeah. Who's gonna out? You know, beat him out. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that's the one thing you got to really give him credit is it's like he's he's been fighting from you know the word go on this, on this season and even this past winter. I I think he he would have loved to have avoided re-signing Ozuna and he mm-hmm. ended up going with it. And you know, then all of a sudden, you know, you deal with that. So you've got you, it's a challenging winter. You're thinking about the bullpen, and he's trying to put these pieces together. And uh, you know, he did a good job to get Charlie. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, maybe Drew Smiley got overpaid, but at the same time, he they won a lot of games with with Drew pitching yeah. um, mm-hmm. or starting here sure. uh, during the middle months. Um, but but just to see what Alex did. Okay, let, let's just look at the returns. Okay, you got Adam Duvall. Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, and Jock Peterson. And you Rick, and Rodriguez. And Rich Rodriguez. What are you going to regret giving up? There's yeah. not a single oh, yeah. piece that you're going to regret giving up. What there. did you give up? I mean, <laughs> what, it, it was like one of those uh, Kerry Leitenberg yeah. for you know a dozen baseballs kind exactly. of deal, right? Exactly. You, you know, look, we've we've all seen plenty of Bryce Wilson. You, good luck. Go on. Yeah. And, he and, needed and, to go somewhere yeah, else. He needed to go somewhere else. There's probably a couple other guys that need to go somewhere else too. You know, that need a fresh start. 
but exactly. you gave up a guy to do that. Yeah, so. I mean that's 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 basically the name that, and I I cannot believe it seriously. I'm, I'm gonna I just said this on 680. The Braves got Adam Duvall for Alex Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seriously, but they they sure did. I want to. That's what Alex. I want I want to give him truth serum, and I want to say, tell me how that conversation went. <laughs> I want Adam Duvall. Okay, well who do you want? And okay, well we'll, we'll take Alex Jackson. Well, what or, or how do you sell Alex Jackson? And he got Adam Duvall for that. This, this, yeah. Well, unless the Marlins just didn't want to pay the rest of the year's contract, which could and have that, been a very real situation, right? Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, that's – I mean, it wasn't a whole lot, but, I mean, yeah. still the fact that they, they're trying to save money anywhere they can and yeah. Yeah. and uh, Alex wasn't getting paid anything. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then Solaire, I mean, you know, of course, he's basically riding the bench yeah. and batting two – 12 and right. and or 205 or whatever he was and uh, who did we give up for him is that, that was casey kalich which is a minor league pitcher i think he may be yeah. undergoing went on underwent tommy john surgery yeah this year you know crazy yeah you know, that's uh, what that's what i kept thinking that's what part of what's made this whole thing so so bizarre is that you've seen teams buy and sell at the deadline before and it's usually well let's go back to uh let's go back to alex's last couple of deadlines not counting 2020 because that was just kind of a weird deal altogether 2018 there was a clear need for a starting pitcher went and got gosman 2019 clearly clearly needed to bullpen help went and got three guys at the deadline yeah. and that was amazing too and that I mean, was a, and that was a great and that right. was i remember thinking that he would have a hard time however however long his career lasts here which i hope it lasts for a long time but i i thought that he's gonna have a hard time ever topping that deadline mm-hmm. so it's always to me it seems like to me buying teams it's usually there's one area of need specific need that they really focus in on he essentially rebuilt a Kind of an entire team minus the rotation. I mean, it, he got one bullpen arm, but it's a pretty crucial arm, at least up to this point. But really, rebuilt an entire lineup. Yeah. At at, at the deadline, and that's at least just for me watching Braves teams over the year. I don't over the years. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I mean, you went from no disrespect to the guys that were starting every day up until the deadline, but you had a lot of guys that were starting every day that are much better as bench pieces, mm-hmm. and he essentially rebuilt that lineup. And that's just I keep calling it bizarre, but it, it is. We, we, he does deserve a lot of credit for that. It's pretty incredible what he did. I mean, I what I mean, can, can you think of a trade deadline you've seen? And it can be non-Braves where somebody has rebuilt a team like that at the trade deadline. Well, no, I mean, it did, it, nothing could, just comes you know to mind right now um, because I mean, like you said, he he built a bullpen two years ago and built an outfield, you know, or rebuilt an outfield here this year. It, it's uh, it's remarkable his trade deadline success. I mean, he has got to be in line to. to uh, for it to be called Alex Anthopoulos Day on July 30th or 31st. I mean, it's it, 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 he's done that well. And, it, you know, yes. it, it, it truly starting there with Gossman. You know, it that, that was just a big deal that Gossman was good for five or six starts, and that's really all they needed. They, they that, that won them the division, and that helps create an attitude, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it uh, like you said, 2019, he rebuilds the bullpen. And 2020, you know, you go out and get Tommy Malone. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Oh, you had to get one. Hey, in there. look, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I but I mean, what he did this year is just really yeah. incredible. Yeah. So. Well, I thought it would have been hard to top what he did with the bullpen, which was flat out incredible to be able to get that many quality arms last year and then to be able to do what he did this year. Now, of course, we can all admit that he could have gotten those guys and if they would have come here and underperformed, we wouldn't be talking about it. So they, he did his part. Yeah. He gave them a new opportunity. We all know what a fresh breath 
um, can be for a player that's struggling and new scenery and on a team you go from the Royals who are not doing very well you go from the Pirates that are not doing very well you go from the Cubs that are not doing very well so all these guys came from places you know Rosario was on the DL with the Indians uh, I am sorry and then and so you, you do that, and all of a sudden these guys, yeah. of course, they did have a track record in the past. They were really good players. They just weren't in a good situation. Yeah. But they could have come here and continued that bad situation that they were in, but they all turned it around. So that's an amazing thing to fit right into this team. And so they make Alex look like a genius, right? Yeah. So it works both. I mean, we, right. you know, Bobby Cox wants us to look good. You know, we want to make Bobby look good. You know, so that's the way it works and, and why everybody becomes successful when you make someone who makes moves look really really good so yeah. i mean adam should be playing his way into a nice little contract hopefully from us for a multi-year extension yeah. but who knows i mean these guys no matter where they go they've just they've just upped their stock big no time and no which doubt. is great even though the numbers don't won't eventually look great but if you just look at the numbers from when they've been here um, they've just done a great job and and you know i think there's multiple facets to that obviously good team uh, great place to play, uh, kind of a vote of confidence that you traded for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things work. I mean, the athlete psyche is is very, you know, you know, it's very sensitive at times, especially yeah. when we're talking about hitters, right? And um, and so, you know, you just never know when that situation. And that's why I've always said guys like whether it's Fultonavich or whether it was Mike Miner or whether it's. Um, you know what just happened with Bryce getting traded, or I think personally with Tukey, and I think with um, uh, with Newcomb. I think sometimes these guys they come up into the system, they play, they're up and down, up and down, up and down. They need to go somewhere else, and they need a different perspective. They need a fresh place to be. Who knows? They need a different influence, and they may be good. They may not. We don't know. But sometimes you just get to the point where you gotta. You know, you got to go somewhere and you hope. And that happened with Jason Schmidt. You remember him? Yeah. He ended up being an all-star. He sure. just, for whatever reason, didn't fit here yeah. with Leo, with Maddox, Glavin, those guys. It was just a tough situation. Goes to Pittsburgh, kind of spreads his wings and goes on to the Giants and has an unbelievable career all-star and, and the rest is history. So that just happens in baseball. And and so I'm not surprised by it, but for what we had to give up for those guys, I'm, I'm amazed yeah. that he was able to pull those strings and get the players and then and, – and then to see what happened. Um, it's, it's a great story. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you think about, you know, even when they got to Solaire, right, you, you, you've got a question. You go, can he play right field? You take take a little bit of a gamble. And, he, you know, he's been serviceable out there. And, then you know, okay, if we put him in the two-hole, is he going to see some more fastballs sitting in front of Freddie Freeman? There, it's been a slight uptick in that, that he has seen more fastballs. But, but more importantly, when pitchers have had to be a little bit more aggressive against him, he hasn't missed, you know, whether that's the fastball or mm-hmm. even the breaking ball. And that two-hole, hitting in front of Freddie Freeman has, has, has helped Solaire. Um, and seeing him go to right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just it's, it's just amazing yeah. because that's not easy to do. A guy hits 30, 38 home runs, pull hitter, and all of a sudden he learns to start hitting the ball the other way. That's that's scary. The uh, You know, these guys are exceptional. Solaire hit 48 homers a couple of years oh, ago. 48, yeah. yeah. And, I want to short him 10. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, so, so – this year's team, it was pretty. It was going to be a pretty special, mm. well, offense anyhow, possibly because you, you've got four infielders who, who are going to hit th- thirty. Well, we need Dansby to pick it up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Twenty, he's at twenty six. So you got okay. So they'll 
and then you would have had Acuna would have hit 30. So there's only one team in history that's had five players hit 30 homers in one season. It was the 2019 Twins. One of those wow. guys being Eddie Rosario. <laughs> Hit 33 that year, and he's batting eighth in this lineup. Yeah. And not even necessarily bat, play, you know, wasn't playing every day there, you know, until recently or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, this organization had four guys bat th- had 30 home runs, right? That was back when Sarge. What? No, no, I'm talking oh, about oh, way back in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like Gary Matthews had Bob Horner, um, Dale Murphy, and who was the fourth? You know what I'm thinking of was I'm that think- was what's 80, 81, 82? I'd have one to of those years. That up you know, early eighties. That four of them hit had thirty home runs. You know what they did have? They had three guys hit forty one year in seventy three. I think oh. Hank, Daryl, right? Daryl Evans, Daryl Evans, Rico, and uh, Davey Johnson. That's right, Davey that's Johnson. Right. Yeah, uh, three guys hit four. I might wow. be wrong. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. But yeah. I, I know that because we've got a, a picture of those guys in here. If all four of them, yeah, upstairs, I think they all four hit thirty. That's amazing. Yeah, that I is. mean, forty home runs back then was. Phew, yeah, I would argue still is now. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's post, true. Post that's true. Uh, post steroid era. I, I still I remember say. being, you know, I was born in 1974, and I think I had a baseball card there in 78 or 79 with George Foster's picture on it with 48 or 49 homers, whatever it was, and it was that was just a huge number. Yeah. Big number. It is. I still there are still nights when uh, I look up at uh, here at the Truist Park. I look up at Braves Vision, and you know they'll have the Braves lineup up there, and they list stats, and they've got everybody's home runs listed. And I still look at I look at our numbers now, and I look at just double digits going all the way down the line, and it's I'm like you know we're not that far removed from the vaunted 2015 2016 Braves that they couldn't hit a home outside of Freddie. You know nobody <laughs> could hit a home run to save their lives. So uh, I, it's it's not lost on me how great that is. Look up Ricky, there we're we're only two months removed from after Freddie batted. I would just walk around for a little bit, and wait wait for him <laughs> okay. for the top of the lineup to come back up. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. That though. was just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> well, since we're we're talking a lot about the new guys, I am curious. Uh, we'll get into postseason and rotation and stuff in a little bit, but I am curious. Alex brings in all these new guys: Jock, Solaire, Duvall, uh, and Rosario, and I, Rich Rod as well. But talking about the hitters, jumping ahead a little bit. How many of those guys do you see back here next year? And that's and, and that's a loaded question because who knows how yeah. it plays. So I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just just projecting a little bit here. What do you think? All right. Well, let's let's just go ahead and look at. It. So who's your opening day outfield right now? You say Acuna doesn't come back. Let's just say right. mid May. I th- and I think that's a safe. I yeah. mean, who knows? But that's we can't count on him being there in April. I don't. Think. Yeah. So yeah, not April. Yeah. Let's just say you know uh, there. So I think the easy. The, the no no brainer to me is you, you take care of Duvall's seven million dollar bonus. All right, or, just just yeah. for those not who bonus, I'm sorry. The the option, option. is yeah. that a, just for those who don't know, that's a mutual option. They both sides have to yeah. pick that up. Yeah. If you got to talk, if you got to talk different contract, anyhow, I, I still think he makes a lot of sense. To, I do too. To, to come back, I think. Yeah. I think he's one of those players that's smart enough to know that sometimes or you just mm-hmm. there's a best fit for you. Yeah, sure. And I think it's here. Yeah. And so let's look at him. And like, so you got Acuna. I think that Peterson's ten million dollar option's a little bit pricey for me, but you know he can play a couple different spots for you. Play across the the outfield and. You know, he's been really good in the clubhouse. Hmm. Um, 
and I'm fine with Rosario or Soler. I'm not saying all four of them will come back, but I I could see two to three of them coming back. I yeah. mean, because the only other guy, if the other, unfortunately, Pache and Rick and Drew Waters have not given you any mm-hmm. confidence that they're going to be ready next year. Yeah, right. And especially, you know, we were hoping Pache was ready starting this year, and it just it hasn't worked out that way. And I don't, you can't go into next year. Yeah, that. yeah, that's kind of what I think too. I feel like Duvall. I, if you made me choose or a pecking order, I think I'd bring him back just because he's proven what he can do here. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into the rotation a little bit because you just wrote about this on Braves.com uh, late last night or this morning or both, yeah. however you want to look at it. Uh, how do you, last night. There you go. <laughs> how do you look at uh, the fifth spot in the rotation for right now as we're getting through the rest of the season? How do you see that shaping up? Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to – you certainly don't want to undersell the value of that fifth spot in the rotation here at the end. They, that turn's going to come up three more times, one, one being – Sunday in San Fran, uh, first Friday there in San Diego, and then you can use it wherever you want during that final week. You hope that you've got you've clinched or some, or you've, you're in a position where you can use it however best suits you mm-hmm. uh, during that final homestand. But there are going to be three times that you're going to have to use a fifth starter down the stretch. My thinking in the, on on Tukey is he's had his chances here, and I thought he was really good at the end of July. He was pretty good throughout August, and unfortunately, he's not pitching well. So I've got to, instead of doubling down or tripling down on Tukey, I'm going to go to Drew Smiley, and I'm going to say he his velocity dropped a lot in August. <laughs> and if, if he's only pitched two months in September, if I can get him back up to 92, two miles an hour you know maybe i can get him through five innings in san francisco hmm. a place he pitched last year he didn't you know he didn't pitch it's 18 innings there last year i think you know yeah. but but that's the mound that he was he was pitching on and he's familiar with he's a veteran i just feel more confident putting him on the mound uh than i do tukey at this point in time mm-hmm. or what's wrong with just thinking this is a piggyback one of you goes three or four innings and you're not going to see the fifth yeah. you know like last night if Tukey doesn't see the fifth if 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 Drew pitches that inning maybe the Braves win that game I, I don't know we, we, we don't know but I, I'd rather not send him through the lineup yeah you know each one does does uh yeah. you know two at bats per player did you ask Snit if um you know why they thought his velocity dropped I mean he get tired or I think so I think it, it was a short season last year mm. just um you know but I mean that's unfortunately you, you took the gamble on the contract mm-hmm. by saying hey he's he's throwing 94 well he's only thrown you know right five he only threw five innings twice last year and where's right. Muller why isn't he in the mix I I don't know and I asked that question last night I said is Muller because last week okay a few days ago I asked look Kyle Wright's pitching better the numbers are better is he in the discussion and when snit kind of he's yeah he's been in the discussion but uh you know not not much more than just in the discussion kind of made it clear that he wasn't the guy so i I followed that last night with kyle moeller and he said i haven't heard his name mentioned basically you know but i don't understand that because kyle pitched pretty well i thought um where where did you think uh, he pitched uh, well moeller i thought oh moeller pitched i'm sorry yeah yeah come on moeller pitched pretty well there um what was that at the end of june where yeah. cincinnati yeah. and new york and you know he just had some weird things going on where the ball would just you know that way or <laughs> yeah. and, you're, and then he started throwing all sliders that's not a good sign if you can't throw your fastball command your fastball yeah so that was something weird um and nobody ever talked about it and we never saw him again 
so something happened. Yeah. But we don't really know what. He's got a 186 over his last five starts. Wouldn't that? Okay, so, so he's been down yeah. there pitching. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's why. But I, sometimes you can get away with, you know, yeah. three different breaking balls down there and not throw your fastball. Yeah. Um, and and you can't do those things up here. And just like Pache was down there, and he was batting over 300, but you don't talk about them bringing him up. Right. You know, and, and uh, Newcomb would go down there and, you yeah. know, dominate. But I don't – they're not talking about putting him in the rotation. It is kind of strange. And it is a little bit of a predicament because they don't trust any of those guys. Yeah. I don't think they trust Smiley, you know, especially if his, you know, it was tough enough with his velocity up yeah. that he was kind of, you know, doing enough. Yeah. And then you thought Tukey was going to break through, but now he's reverting back to his some of his old strategies and getting behind everybody. So now they don't trust him. Mm-hmm. And then with Mueller. I mean, you would think that as well as he pitched, like you said, in July, and then he goes down there and he's been pitching well, he would definitely be in the discussion, but something's happened there. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a you wonder what you're going to need that you're going to need that guy yeah. down the stretch. Hopefully we don't, but even so, when you get nowadays you they're they're going to be pitching. Yeah. I mean, that fifth starter, that fifth spot in your rotation, you want you want to get some stability in it. You hope to get, you know, enough in it or a value that that you win that game that day, but you definitely don't want to make sure you're not putting somebody out there that's going to burn that mm-hmm. bullpen and affect you that next yeah. game. Well, we know that nobody is nobody is going to pitch and then come back early. That those days are over with, yeah. right? I mean, there's the Scherzers of the world that might do that. Nobody else is doing that. So you are definitely dependent upon that fifth guy, whether it's in the down the stretch, first round, second round, third round, you're going to use them. Yeah. And you can't have somebody out there that's going to give you more than three innings. Yeah. Yeah. So, and right now, I don't think they believe that what they have right now can do that. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would just try to be creative and make them one. Let you mm-hmm. piggyback them. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't see Call the Rays. Yeah. Call yeah. the Rays and ask yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They, they figured it out. <laughs> I well, think they just have some kind of cloning machine. They I know. Put a different yeah, no name doubt. on the back of jerseys right. or something. Every time I watch them, I'm like, I don't know that this is actually a real guy. It's just yeah. some yeah. monster out there throwing yeah. 99. <laughs> wow. Well, while we're talking rotation, so I'm going to go ahead and tempt fate here and assume that we're going to make the postseason. We don't want any 10-year celebrations of the 2011 team <laughs> and what happened there. <laughs> I still That one still haunts me a little yeah. bit. So, uh, But let's let's assume that the Braves do go ahead and clinch the East and make it to the postseason. So I'll ask for each of you, what would your uh, what would your rotation be? And Greg, we can start with you. What would your rotation be? You think for uh, for the postseason this year? How would you order it? Oh, I mean, you've got to start with Charlie mm-hmm. and um, veteran guy. Been there, and then you go to Max, right? And uh, then I'm going to Waskar. So um, those are my three guys. And and then if it gets to that fourth one, um, you know, it's just. That's probably a bullpen day, or you piece that one together kind of like yeah. we saw last year. Yeah, okay. but, I mean, those three guys give you a great chance to win that first round. And um, if it gets down to where it's two and two, you know, um, then I've got a – it's all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's obvious the first two. You, yep. you definitely go Charlie and then Max. Um, I'm, I, I'm going to let these next couple of weeks influence who I, whether I put Huascar or Ian in that third mm-hmm. spot. Just – I want – 
you know, all things being equal, Oscar is great down the stretch. It's it's his. I want that mm-hmm. that that arm. That's that's who yeah. I want. Um, but if if he you know teeters here over the next couple of weeks, I know that Ian has some success yeah. in the postseason last year. He, he's at least mm-hmm. been introduced to that scene. Sure. Um, so I'm comfortable putting him there. But a division series, my my optimal rotation is the same as Greg's. I, and, I want yeah. I want Oscar. And Ian's got to start. It's yeah. just that he may only go two innings. And then I'm going to go, you know, two ends with somebody else. But, I mean, I'm going to give Ian every chance because right. I think he could, if even if he gives that glimmer that he's going to go five, six, seven innings over these next three weeks, yeah. you know, he's going to be the guy because of that very fact that he, you know he's got the ability, he's got the experience, and he's got the temperament, and he's going to challenge guys. He yeah. just has gone through a little bit of rush rough patch and then his season's been kind of crazy with getting hurt so i think he's the guy long term yeah i just hope that he puts it together i've just been through an injury in the middle of the season and it does throw you off a little bit i just don't know if these next this this last part of the year is going to give him enough time to see a lot of consistency out of him i hope it happens because he's got two really good pitches that could allow it just like wascar does yeah so i hope he's got but he's going to be my fourth starter no matter what now whether or not how long he goes i don't know but he's got to start for you because he's gives yeah. you the better chance of any anybody else that yeah. we have yeah. I, you know and that's the thing if you with with ian the, the encouraging thing was was that sunday or whatever last time he pitched saturday or sunday you, you saw nine strikeouts mm-hmm. you know we hadn't seen any strikeouts right. the two previous starts so you hope that that's trending in the right direction you know and and boy it's nice to have a guy like ian mm-hmm. available we're in 2019, you know, we, we can dissect that. You know, Soroka should have started game one sure. anyhow. But but when you get yourself in a hole, or, or not not in a hole, they weren't in a hole, but but you put yourself in a position where you're bringing Keiko back on short rest, I think if you have an Ian pitching the way he is, that's a much more mm-hmm. comfortable. Right. Here you are, you're up 2-1. Put Ian out there instead of Keiko. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of lessons. We could do that a different time, but you go back and dissect how that everybody was lined up for the 2019 yeah. first series, and there's a lot to be taken taken away from that no doubt okay well last last question then we'll, then we'll let you go enjoy your belated birthday celebration <laughs> and start going over the match what did you do Saturday. for your birthday i sat here and watched baseball <laughs> There's no, oh i sat in the dentist chair for two hours oh, too. oh yeah okay nice. yeah even better yeah well who uh if you're and we still got a couple weeks to see how it all plays out but your postseason roster i'm kind of curious i'm always so curious to see how a postseason roster is uh made out and who makes it and who doesn't who would you carry on the on the bench would you carry three catchers would you, i mean what do you as of right now and again we still got a couple weeks here but how do you think you would uh hammer that out you know i might have the, the three catcher thing i may have thought more seriously about if vote had stayed yeah. healthy and i needed thought there i, I mean i i know I, I don't think i carry three catchers yeah, this time i agree um you know, I, I think that, to be honest with you, it's not going to, that, that roster is not going to change a whole lot for me from, from where it is right now. I mean, I don't think, you know, there's a spot for Camargo or anything. If you wanted to, somebody to run, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that, if you, I, I don't want to bring Pache up just to right. run if, 
And I, I don't know if I've changed it too too frequent, uh, too much. And I'll be honest with you, Ricky. I haven't thought much about this when you're way ahead of me on the postseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. I know. I first got, I literally first started thinking about it this morning. It was the first time I, I really kind of started thinking. Well, you know, the three catch. But I, I, they, it seems like they traditionally they carry three catchers. But this will be the year where I really don't think you would do that at all. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's well, a, that's a tough one there because I don't know. I mean, if, if you had an, I mean, I'll tell you what. One thing was really encouraging was Newcomb. You know, those yeah. outing last night to, to get what was that four strikeouts or mm-hmm. um, that that that's encouraging to know that, that you might be able to put that in your bullpen right yeah know. and I think Martin um, threw He's a rehab start or rehab game last, last night, night so that's good yeah you know and, and he struggled you know I feel like he struggled this year to be back to where I thought he would be you know when we originally saw him the first part of the year uh, last year and um, so I don't know what's different when I look at him the only thing that's different he's not hitting the same type of spots his stuff is not dynamic enough to be able to miss where he's missing and his whole MO and why he was so successful is he did not miss he would be out there on the black and he would stay there and he would go in he would go up and he'd go down and that's what made him so good he did not miss over the plate but I've just seen that more and more this year and I don't know he's been in and out of the IL a little bit and so he's dealing with something course you know he's getting older and he's got logged a lot of appearances but yeah he can be I mean, he's a very good reliever for us, but he's got to hit his spots. And I'd, we've seen him get hurt, you yeah. know, I saw, like anybody. I, I'd say there were points last year, and you know, where I felt like Chris Martin was about as good as anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe even just a, uh, some parts of this year. And I, like I said, that's everybody across the league had to make some adjustments. And, and I, I give – and I'm not saying, you know, Martin's still maybe trying to make those adjustments, but when the rules or the, the landscape changed there in the middle of the mm-hmm. season, what Tyler Matzik was able to do, what Luke Jackson was able to do, you know, in the middle of the season, that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, Chris is still trying to, to, to do that himself. But uh, it's it, – he was he was about as good as anybody, you know, yeah. at times last year. Agreed. Well, Bo, we thank you for your time. Um, I, I already gave you that that Maryland pick, so that's a lock. Oh, I'll yeah. get you the rest of Rick's picks come Saturday <laughs> oh, morning yeah. before kickoff. Give me Rick's picks. Yeah. 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 Rick's picks are uh, in the text chain. Uh, Rick's picks are still, again, for entertainment purposes only, <laughs> are still we still have a winning record with Rick's picks, but just barely after last weekend. Yeah, last well, weekend know, didn't help. Yeah. When Rich mm. Rodriguez gave up that homer the other day, I reminded Rick that Rick. Rick's picks were about as good as Rich's pitches. Oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Thanks as always, Bo. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it. Hey, Braves country. We just wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe Behind the Braid on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or at Braves.com slash Behind the Braves, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves. Behind the Braves.